Hope Wagner. Mm-hmm. Welcome <laughs> to my little studio in my basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the book shelf door. That was my favorite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to call it the James Bond room. <laughs> uh, now I call it the secret place of the most high. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, literally, this this room that we're in right now is behind a bookcase like a James Bond mm-hmm. that is secret, like you wouldn't know it was here. I tried to close it; didn't really. I have too many work, books, but on yeah, it. it won't close anymore. Uh, it used to close <laughs> when we first bought the house. But anyway, Hope, um, your mom Leah and your sister Reagan have been on the podcast, and now you and Heather Downey are here together. And I think this is a divine appointment for the three of us. And uh, Hope, I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Hmm. Well, I'm 17. I'm almost 18 in like exactly a month, which is kind of exciting and kind of like, oh my gosh. Hmm. But um, I go to Alabama, which is fun most of the time. And let's see. I like to paint and sew and... Knit and basically anything. Sing. I like to sing. I like to play guitar. guitar. I haven't done that lately because I've lost my voice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like to sing and play guitar and basically anything, anything. creative. Creative. In yeah. fact, I put this on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it says exhale. Yeah. And it is us. Um, and this is we 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 have a little group that's been meeting. Um, well, it started about a year and a half ago, right after our friend Steve passed away, and so we started meeting with Debbie, his wife. Uh, so the three of you, the first time you came, I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I don't know who among the three of you gave us a name. We didn't have a name prior to that. It was probably Reagan. She she's usually she comes up with, with yeah. words with names. Uh, and and the group was named Exhale. And Heather, remind me of, do you remember our conversation that day? And mm-hmm. later on that day, <clears throat> we had a group test, text, and later on that day, Reagan, that's right, mm-hmm. she's yeah. the one named the group. Yeah. But do you remember what we were talking about prior yes, to Yes, we were talking about um, having... Um, Hearing from the Lord as a group, talking about some scripture, kind of chewing on that. And then we were saying, but then we need time to just think about it. And you said, it's almost like we need to exhale, something like that. But I don't, and we didn't name it then, but we were just saying in group meetings, that's sort of the rhythm that we need. And I think, I think we did continue a text that day, that afternoon, mm-hmm. and Reagan then named it <laughs> Exhale. And it's been just the most mm-hmm. beautiful name. Mm-hmm. It's I been so great. thought about it as um, we're all breathing in, mm-hmm. you know, not just together, but like individually. We're, you know, and then when we get together, we, we exhale, you know, but we're breathing in the spirit. We're breathing in mm-hmm. life. And we're being nourished and we're being, you know, exhilarated. And then when we get together, we kind of just 
feel so free to express what God has been showing us. Yeah. And it gives life to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say? Yeah. One of my favorite um, moments in that group probably came about um, a month or so after y'all started coming and you brought your guitar and uh, we were in the planning stages of having a party for the book that um, Steve, Debbie's husband, had written before he passed away. And uh, you had volunteered to sing this beautiful song, or maybe I requested that you do it, because <laughs> you sang it for us, and I was like, oh, we, we need her to sing that at the party. Yeah. Um, but King of Kings, isn't that the name of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Why is it your favorite? Well... <laughs> there's a surface level thing that it's the nice pitch for my voice but I also just like it because I don't know every time I sing it it's just like a wave mm-hmm. of calm or something comes over me so I like it yeah but well when you sing it a wave of calm comes over <laughs> yeah. everybody yeah it's beautiful the first time I heard you sing you were little Little. <laughs> and I wish I had thought of this before we started today. What was the name of that song? Um, I sang it as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an old song. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he paid a debt he did not owe. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, it starts like this. I owed a debt. I think I it's could, I had a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt. He did not owe. Mm. I needed someone to wash my sins away. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Mm. I needed someone to wash my sins away. Mm. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace, <laughs> the whole day long. Mm. Christ Jesus paid a, a debt, debt that, that I, I could, could never, never pay. pay. Okay. <laughs> now I'm remembering the words. Um, but yeah. Wow. Your mom sent me. Um, I had a video. It's probably still on my computer. <laughs> I have to go search for it. So sweet, mm. so sweet. You have been the same your whole life, in a good way. <laughs> I, I've, you know, I've known you most of your life. Mm-hmm. Like I remember going down to Pensacola and seeing you and mm-hmm. Reagan and Carter was probably a baby. <laughs> I mean, he was probably a toddler at the mm-hmm. time. But y'all were homeschooling and uh, just sweet. Y'all had the sweetest sweetest lives haven't you mm-hmm. we have so given that you have um kind of lived a unique life uh homeschooled mm-hmm. and then going to college basically two years early sure i'm never on, really yeah, the math is a little strange there but yeah <laughs> y'all y'all don't really go according to that you, you were just ready and so it was time to go mm-hmm. um but you just kind of march to y'all's own drummer, mm-hmm. and you have your unique drum yourself. So <laughs> tell me how you think this life that really has been spirit-led has uh, affected you in the world that we're living in. I mean, we've always been a little different, obviously, like you said, but I like that. I don't like being the same as everyone else. And I think that all of these, even like us moving so many times and just moving, graduating early, homeschooling, all that kind of stuff, 
it's just made us a little different, which is good. I like that, and it's kind of given me a different point of view, I guess, to life. Even, like, walking around campus, I kind of feel like, um, I don't know, floating through just kind of observing and looking, and I like to people watch, and I don't know. It's just kind of given me a different point of view. And yeah. I guess other people have. I can't know that because I'm not other people. But I don't know. It's good. Mm-hmm. I know you two are friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, We're in the love club. Yes, love we are in the love club. That's right. Tell me about the love club. Because I, <clears throat> am I in the love club? You are in the love club for sure. <laughs> if you want to be in the love club, you can be in the love club. No, no one's excluded. Uh, I'll tell you the story. I was waking up. This was about maybe nine months ago. I was in that um, not quite awake state. Mm -hmm. And something happened to me in college with some rejection, but I don't ever think about it. But for some reason, as I was waking up that morning, that rejection thing kind of came on me and that memory came back to me. And it was just a terrible feeling. Um, But all of a sudden... In that terrible feeling, it was like the Lord came to me and said, that part doesn't matter anymore, Heather, because you're in the love club. (laughs) And because the rejection was from a club situation. And it just changed my thinking in that um, everything that's happening is all from and out of being in the love club. Mm -hmm. And how did I get in the love club? I just believed in Jesus, and he's loving me. And, you know, for my birthday, y'all did a beloved balloon, and so many of the cards were about beloved, how beloved I am. And it all goes back to the love club. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. just believing, but we like to tease about it, (laughs) and we like to find reasons to be in the love club or what's happening in the love club, right, Hope? Yeah. But you know what I love about the love club is it's not a status, it's not an age. I mean, Hope, you're what, you say 17, and I'm 53, and we're friends. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It, when you're in grace, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just wonderful. I mean, we've got different life experiences and different maturities, but it doesn't matter, does it? We no. can still be friends and talk. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. And you don't look at me as... An old lady. I love it. I, I think that's because Reagan's the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, we, we can give credit to their parents for that, too, just mm-hmm. for raising you around people of a lot of different ages. Yeah, I think that's a homeschool thing, too. Like, yeah, sure. We weren't ever, well, I mean, I, I went to a bunch of different schools, too. But for most of my life, I was homeschooled. I was kind of just, I was never really grouped into it grade obviously because grades don't really apply apparently but um I don't know I was I was learning math beside a genius like my sister who's older than me and yeah I go out to the garden with my brother with who's like two years younger than me and I have friends who are like five years older than me I don't know well it's just relative in my opinion I was thinking about our little group exhale Mm -hmm. and uh you're almost 18 and Claire is 88. Yeah. So we're spanning some decades there yeah. in our group, right? The 70 years, yeah. right? 70 years. Mm-hmm. 
So, wow. and it doesn't matter one bit, Mm-mm. one bit. No. Makes it better. Mm-hmm. It does. What mm-hmm. do you? How, why do you think it makes it better? I mean, this is actually something Reagan and I and Mom have been talking about in college. It's kind of strange that we're stuck in a like three mile wide campus with a bunch of eighteen to twenty year olds and no one else except for like a random professor who's like seventy. Right. But um, I don't know. I think that ages and different points in life and different views and different beliefs and different people make things richer. Yeah. And then like two 18-year-olds who basically have the same point of view, even if they've come from different backgrounds. I don't know. I just think it makes it better. I do too. I, I remember dropping in Claire off at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, how old is she now? 31. <laughs> I, you know, we had already taken Martha Ellen to Auburn, so I had had the experience of taking a child to college. But there was something about dropping her in Tuscaloosa and driving around so much traffic. Mm-hmm. Moving you know, days, moving days, quite a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember thinking, this is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. This is not real life. Mm-hmm. You've got. Thousands, tens of thousands of kids. 40,000, I think now. <laughs> all the same age for four mm-hmm. years. Or more. Or more, yeah. <laughs> and and it'll never be like this again in their entire life. So what is that preparing everybody for? You know, I don't know. But I love that y'all, y'all just, you and Reagan just seem to float through all that um, and not let it, let it uh, define you or get you down or get you distracted from what's good and true, or put you in a box. Mm-hmm. You're still not in the box Mm-mm. after a whole year of college. <laughs> so anyway, I can learn a lot from a 17, yes. almost 18-year-old. Yes. Yeah. And Hope's the like one that the- did the back of Rarified, remember? That's right. That painting. She's super yes. talented. Well, pull it, pull it if, if you can get it. Yeah, that's the painting mm-hmm. of Steve playing his guitar. Yeah. So. so sweet, Hope. I say this about you, and I probably tell your mom this whenever she sends me a picture of something you've done. Everything you touch is beautiful, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Everything that you touch, if it's not beautiful, it becomes <laughs> beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a great example. Yeah. I love it. It's one of my favorites. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, uh, about a year ago... The word that God gave me was, he will give life. He will give life. You know, it just, it's very simple. But when I get up in the morning and I go out to get my manna for the day, sometimes it comes before I even wake up. I just know that it's a treasure that I can, or like a diamond that I can look at from a lot of different angles. And I have read these notes from a year ago. Well, it's actually in, in June of 2022, um, four times this morning. And I underlined, I highlighted in <laughs> yellow, I highlighted in orange, I did some pink and some blue. I don't even know what to do with it. And you had me doing some exercises to get my brain working this morning. Um, Well, tell what you do for a living. (laughs) I'm an educational therapist, and I love my job. 
I work with people that have learning disabilities, helping them understand how they think, helping them with their processing speed, their working memory, so that their brain can work faster or hold more information and they become stronger students. So that's what I do. Well, I was um, off in Never Neverland a few mm-hmm. minutes ago before we got started, and you you helped me do a little exercise, mm-hmm. and hopefully hopefully that'll get my my spirit and my yeah. brain um, working on the same wavelength yeah. this mm-hmm. morning. But reading these the these scriptures and the notes that I had written a year ago. Uh, really got me verklept, got me kind of speechless. And uh, so I'm just going to start reading some of these scriptures, and y'all can chime in if if you want to say something. But Romans 8, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, (laughs) Christ lives within you, lives within you. And I looked up lives and it's the word, it means dwell. The Greek word there means dwell as in a house, reside, cohabit, inhabit. So Christ dwells within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, now I want to tell you, my body's not going to die because of my sin. Mm-hmm. It's just the flesh, you know, that's cut away from my identity. It's not who I am doesn't define me and I'll tell you one way we know it doesn't define us is that we live forever and the flesh is not going to live forever we're going to be set free Mm -hmm. so even though the body is going to die the spirit gives you life because you've been made right with God the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you now this morning I saw that Verse 10 says, Christ lives in you. Verse 11 says, the Spirit lives in you or dwells in you. So the way I I say it is, Jesus lives in us by the Spirit. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Now, the word give life is actually one Greek word. It's kind of the verb form of the word life. And life, in this respect, in this verse, is zoe. And then the word give life, the verb, I'm not sure I can pronounce the Greek word. (laughs) Zoapolio? Zoapoea. So walk oh, away, right. yeah, something like mm. that. Uh, and so it's he gives Zoe, he gives God life. We're going to talk about that word here mm-hmm. in just a minute. But I've started when I go over these notes for the podcast. Um, I've started to notice a lot of places where I think First John four seventeen, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. And this is one of those passages where I see that, that he was raised from the dead. That same spirit lives in us. We are going to live forever. We've been raised from the dead. And that life even gives life to our mortal bodies. 
even though this body's going to die, as long as I'm here on this earth, that resurrection life gives Zoe, God life, to my mortal body. Wow. I mean, I think what you just said, because mm-hmm. let's exhale now, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, exhale. Um, if So what you just said, and I'm saying this so I can hear it too, God's life is in me, and that God eternal from heaven life is in my body, mm-hmm. renewing my body, right? Mm-hmm. Energizing my body, yeah. healing my body. What else? Let's think. Well, I will it, go, go ahead and read this definition of Zoe. Okay, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. It's of the absolute fullness of life, both essential and ethical, which belongs to God. Through him, both to the hypostatic, which means relating to the Trinity, the hypostatic logos, which means word, and to Christ in whom the logos, the word of God, put on human nature, life real and genuine, a life active and vigorous, devoted to God, blessed, in the portion, even in this world, of those who put their trust in Christ Jesus. But after the resurrection, or when we go home, it will be consummated by a perfect body that will last forever. Now, that was kind of a complicated definition. But what I see there is God life, both now, while we're in these bodies, and forevermore. Yeah, eternally. Mhm. Mhm. I just I'm like wow, it's it makes me think um I I can dream to live a long time then, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have God's life in me. I right. can dream that. I don't have to settle to think, well, I'll just live to this age. No. I want to I'm just saying I want to live a long time cuz <laughs> yeah. I love my family and I want to play with them all the time. Yeah. But uh, and I want a quality of life if I live a long time, right? Right. Okay. Of course. So I'm thinking about the reality of these words, yes. the application of these words for me and believers personally. Wow. Mm-hmm. But well, there's more. I know there's more. Well, I'm just saying. This uh, I, here, Here's just one thing that we feel sometimes, and that's heaviness. Do you all ever feel heaviness? Yes. Yeah, I do too. And sometimes in the morning, I have to literally break through a heaviness, mm-hmm. um, especially if there is something in my life that is going against what I know is God's life, God's plan, uh, that I'm praying through, things that I know it's His will. You know, that if we pray anything according to his will, he hears us. And so I know that if he hears us, whatever I ask, he'll grant those petitions. And so I do that with boldness. But the flesh feels heaviness sometimes. And that heaviness often, well, I'll just say always the flesh wants something in the flesh to relieve it. 
It demands something in the flesh to relieve it. But through training, through renewal of your mind, through fellowship with the Spirit, you learn that the source to relieve you of that heaviness is not natural. It's not drugs. It's not food. It's not exercise. It's not circumstances changing on a dime. And I'm not opposed to any of those things that I just listed. But feelings of heaviness to relieve yourself, and you can at any time of day, before the circumstances change, before you see the manifestation of healing in your body, you know, before you actually feel better, right? You can tap into the source of the Holy Spirit. And uh, in John 6, Jesus said this, It is the Spirit who gives life, not psychological life, although that's affected, right? We have spirit, we have soul, mind, will, and emotions. We have body, the physical part that starts with the spirit. And it is the spirit who gives life, life eternal, life to your emotions and your mind, life to your body. But it's God life. The flesh, sarks, we've had that word before, Mm -hmm. S-A-R-X in the Greek. The flesh profits nothing. The words, rhema is the Greek word there. The words that I speak to you are spirit. Pneuma is the Greek word. And they are life. Zoe, pneuma. That word is uh, often referring to the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. But it literally means breath. It's an exhale of God. That's what pneuma is. It's God's exhale. In fact, when he came through the walls and he showed him his hands and his side, the receipt of the debt that he had paid at the cross, and I'm talking about after he was resurrected, they hadn't seen him yet. Well, some had seen him, but the disciples were there afraid. He comes through the walls, and after he had shown him his hands and his side, he breathed on them. It says he breathed the Spirit on them. The Spirit is the breath of God. Mm-hmm. And it is that breath that gives us life. And that is counterintuitive in the natural sense because we think, you know, I need some sugar. <laughs> I need, you know, and I exercise. And it, it does, you get those endorphins going and things like that. But, but, um, the deeper life comes from the Spirit. And sometimes when I'm exercising, I just see Jesus seated in heaven, and He is my joy, He is my strength, and that gets me through hard things, even push-ups and <laughs> things like that. Do you ever do that? You know, I, I can't say I've ever done that while I'm working out, but I do do it when I like paint and so that's the way I kind of Mm. recharge yeah so recharge Mm -hmm. so Mm. what does recharging mean Mm, it means 
that I go in there when I'm tired and I'm done and I don't want to hear anyone, anyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I kind of, I don't know, turn my brain off and just create. And then yeah, after a while I've recovered. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you're kind of setting your mind on things above. Yeah. What is that experience like? Mm, for me, I mean, it takes different forms, obviously. But when I'm, well, I've kind of, when I'm really sad, I'm, my emotions are like all over the place. But um, when I'm sad or when I'm like angry or mad, I typically like just sit down and kind of close my eyes for like a millisecond. It's not that long. Yeah. But um, and just, I don't know, picture Jesus. At some point, I guess it was like six months ago or something in my dorm room, mom did that little picture yourself in Jesus's lap or whatever yeah. exercise. Yeah. And I don't know, that's kind of stuck with me because it kind of helps, mm. at yeah. least for me. But yeah. I don't know. Mm. Other than that, it just kind of, I don't know, I just sit there and it's peaceful. And mm-hmm. I don't really think all that much when I'm recharging myself, but yeah. I guess that's the one of the points of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 just to, to kind of shut your mind down yeah. for a minute and just let the spirit mm-hmm. renew. This is another thing that may be kind of counterintuitive is that when we are uh, receiving life from the spirit, being recharged, you know, reinvigorated, um, there's a thing called the voice, the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life, spirit and life. So, um, you know, I've had people say, well, I don't, you know, I don't understand how you hear God or how you see Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes you do have to shut out the, the emotions and the mind, the take thoughts captive. And, um, but there's, you know, a prayer I have for me for things like that. And I don't know who told me this. I don't, it was not my idea. But I do ask God to open my imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like a child would have, you know. Because when my imagination, we, we've talked about Anne of Green Gables mm-hmm. a lot lately. We both mm-hmm. love that book, and your family loves that book. But she had a wild imagination, and it got her in a lot of trouble sometimes. However, she had a, she had a Zoe life about her in that book. Um, but when my imagination is shut down, it's almost like my creative part isn't shut down, and it's almost like I just can hear bits and pieces. But if my imagination is big, it's I, I can see pictures in a way, or um, a flower might remind me of something good about God. Right. So I've, I've asked God, and anybody can do that, ask mm-hmm. God to open your imagination up and see if he'll mm-hmm. use that to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, um, it, but it, it's it's coming in a different way. If you're if you're waiting for like something that might be likened to an audible human voice, right? Then you might miss it. Yeah, you know, or you might feel like he's not speaking to me. 
not hearing anything. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you do just close your eyes and when you set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth, Mm -hmm. sometimes the answers and the voice, it'll come in a still small voice, right? But his answers and his voice might seem totally unrelated to what has made you anxious or troubled you or the facts of life. I mean, I know that's what happened to me when I was first awakened to to amazing grace was that I had all these issues and these problems I'd been praying about ad Mm -hmm. nauseum, specific things that were going on. But in a flash of light, revelation, I saw the cross. I saw what Jesus had accomplished for me, who I was in him, the reality of where I actually live, which is seated in him in heaven. Mm -hmm. And it was so simple. It was a simple gospel, but all of the issues of life were pretty much settled because I saw it was finished in heaven. Mm-hmm. It was a perspective that I hadn't had before. And um, whatever the issues were, and there were many, there was a list. You talk about a prayer list. <laughs> I had one. And he did not specifically in that moment answer any of them. So he demonstrated love to you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, man. He showed you. Love. He yeah. just said, Trisha, I love you. And that seemed to ease mm-hmm. that list of prayer requests, right? Mm. For sure. I never mm. felt so loved as that moment that I saw what the blood did for me, the unfairness of that act, his, this great exchange. Nothing will make you feel more loved That's right. than understanding the love that was demonstrated at the cross, complete self-sacrificial love Mm -hmm. so that I would receive life and I would receive the fullness of life. So um, John 1 says, In Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men, the revelation of God. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And that word comprehend means, in John 1, it's it's katalambano, which means to lay hold of, to seize upon, to take possession of. The darkness could not take possession of the light. The light drove the darkness out and rendered it powerless. The revelation of God in your life, the light of God, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He's the manifestation of the nature of God. And once you see that, the darkness has to flee. Mm-hmm. The darkness can't seize you anymore. Because as, as Paul said in Ephesians 5, you are light. You once were darkness, but now you are light. Walk as children of light. Well, I'm thinking about again... When I heard the message of grace, um, I guess I'm thinking about that imagination part again. What, and Tricia knows this story, but Hope, I don't know if you know, we were at Vaughn's house, and you were teaching, 
And the message that I heard from you was that Jesus came to serve me mm-hmm. and wash my feet. And it was almost like, and, and I don't, I didn't have a long prayer list, I don't think, but I was working really hard and I was praying really hard. I was trying to get things going and keep bad things from happening by praying. So I was tired and I didn't really know that. I didn't have words to say that. I was just going on steam. But that picture, that picture, it was like the Lord did speak to me in that picture and say, I've got it. I'm going to take care of you. I came to serve you. And knowing that there was nothing I could do to make it happen, there was nothing I could do to save myself. Hearing the pure, real gospel, it changed the whole thing. Right. The whole, It changed everything in my life. Yeah. It changed the way I thought, the way I relate, relationships, my home life. <clears throat> but it was that picture mm-hmm. of, of, of him serving yeah, light mm. shined, right, shone right, in your heart, right. It's, and it, it might have been a glimmer, but it felt huge to me. Oh, it is so huge! You, mm-hmm. you get a glimpse <clears throat> of Jesus. Yeah, just a glimpse, yeah. some facet of Him. Yeah, the facet you saw was that He's serving you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He didn't come to be served, right? To give right. His life as right. a ransom. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. It's more blessed to give than receive. He said Mm -hmm. that. And so he's always going to be the more blessed because he's the blesser. Right. So our position, just receive, 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 and then we give out of overflow. Right, right. right. And he gave Zoe life, right? Mm -hmm. He served with Zoe life. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes, amen. So that word uh the the verb form of zoe <coughs> means to produce alive beget to cause to live to make alive to arouse and invigorate to restore to life to give increase of life to be endued with new and greater powers of life and i like this metaphor mm-hmm. seeds quicken into life For example, germinating, springing up, and growing. And that made me think of one of your favorite passages. Jeremiah 17. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. Mm-hmm. And you're wearing a green shirt today. <laughs> I love it. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Mm. Tree of life Tree bears of fruit life. in every season. Wow. He planted Zoe seeds in us, mm-hmm. y'all. Yeah. Wow. So we always bear fruit. In March of 2011, I woke up at about 3 a.m. in the morning, which actually is, isn't and wasn't unusual. You know, I, I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes. But it, God woke me up, and I was just in a season that lasted for a couple of years of just profound revelation. It just, the spigots were on, and I was just being flooded all the time, and and um, 
I had no no reason for this. There wasn't anything I was studying about this that I could reference. There was no context to it, really, except for the overall, you know, just live, being in the river. And God woke me up at 3 a.m. and said, go to your computer right now and look up the definition, or not the definition, the um, meaning of the word Eden, Eden, mm. the Hebrew word, in the Garden of Eden. And so I looked it up. You know what it means? It means pleasure. Mm. Pleasure. The Garden of Pleasure. And I just exploded. I remember it. I just was like on cloud nine. And I thought, he created everything before he created man. He created man on the sixth day. He put him in a finished work. And everything he created, he created for man's pleasure. This whole world was a gift to his prize creation created in his image. And the garden, it gave him two jobs, to name the animals and to tend the garden. But it wasn't hard. There was no back-breaking labor that came later <laughs> after the curse came. But um, can you imagine just amazing, no weeds, no pests, you know, just enjoyment, like a big mm. playground. Mm -hmm. And that is what God intended for mankind. And there was a river in Eden. Mm -hmm. And it divided into four rivers. And that really jumped out at me. One river, and I call that river the Holy Spirit. It, it says in Genesis 2-1 that that river watered the garden. The river of the Holy Spirit waters our lives, mm -hmm. waters the garden of our life. But it divided into four rivers, and this jumped out at me this morning, the number four, the four corners of the earth, the four faces of Jesus. Four, four means different things, but what jumped out at me is the four corners of the earth. That that when that river divides out, it's it's reaching the ends of the earth. And you know, Jesus said, "You will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth." And He said, "Go wait on the Holy Spirit. The promise of the Spirit is going to be for you and your children, and for everyone." Amen. And those names of those four rivers are given in verses 11 through 14 of Genesis 2. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce these all right, but Pishon, Gihon, Tigris, and Euphrates. We know mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. And here are the meanings. Pishon or Pishon means increase. Gihon means bursting forth. Tigris means rapid. Euphrates means fruitfulness. So one day I put all that together. Actually, I think it was that night, in the middle of the night, that I did this. Out of the garden of pleasure, increase and fruitfulness are bursting forth rapidly. <laughs> and from that moment on, God showed me what he wanted to do in my life. He wanted 
bursting forth fruitfulness, rapid. He wanted growth. And Jesus said, he who comes to me will receive rivers of living water flowing from his innermost being. Okay, in John seven thirty eight, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. I looked up that word living. I don't think I'd ever looked it up before, but it's in several of the verses today. It means to live, breathe, be among the living, not the lifeless, not the dead, to enjoy real life, to have true life, active, blessed, endless in the kingdom of God, the manner of living and acting and having vital power, metaphor to be full of vigor, to be fresh, strong, efficient. I love it. So that's the kind of living water that's Mm. coming from our innermost being, which is our spirit, which is who we really Mm. are. Mm -hmm. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life. And I think about Eden with that. He created Eden, right, for them to enjoy and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I love that they that John uses the word or Jesus used the word abundantly. Yeah. It's not and and because I'm a parent, I think about things so much as a parent. And you will one day hope. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know, you want to give your kids mm-hmm. if they if they mention anything, right. you want to give it to them. abundantly out of love because you love them and if you have the the way to do it you will do it any parent will do it and and i I know god is so much more than that and so when he says he wants to give life he gives jesus's life for us puts it in us and then it comes to us abundantly goes out abundantly and i don't know how that happens but I love that word abundantly yeah. and rapidly. I had not noticed that before mm-hmm. from the Eden right, right. part. From, from tigers. So, Lord, abundantly and rapidly come in and come out. Amen. <laughs> right? You know, uh, Jesus said, you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your much heavenly more. Father give good gifts to those who ask him? One version says, I mean, one gospel says, give the Holy Spirit Mm. to those who ask him. And that's not two different things. It's the same thing. Good good gifts, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the giver of life. Yes. So all good gifts, every spiritual blessing, comes from the Father of lights mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. comes from heaven. Everything good comes from heaven. That's right. Mm-hmm. In the Passion, John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, mm. life in its fullness until you overflow. Mm. In John 10, we usually read that first verse, right? Well, the thief comes to steal destroy. I've come to give life life more abundant. But the next verse 
says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Now, the interesting thing about that is where it says he came to give life and life more abundantly, that's Zoe. That's God life, the life that comes from God. But when he says the good shepherd gives his life, that's not Zoe. That's suke, from which we get our word psychology. That's soul. So Jesus came, emptied himself, became a bond servant, you know, emptied his reputation. <clears throat> Suffered. All, yeah, he gave it up. Mm-hmm. Became the lowest of the low for us mm-hmm. so that we could have Zoe. He gave his suitcase so we could have his Zoe. God life mm-hmm. to be raised and seated in heavenly places. And from that point on that God might demonstrate his abundance of grace to us, his kindness. I think the thing I'm really struck with today after pickling myself in this word, is that God wants us to live a full and vibrant and joyful life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even when it's hard, Mm -hmm. or even when we don't have answers, or even when things are falling apart, or even if things are just stagnant. He does, Tricia. He wants us to have... Mm -hmm an adventurous, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. full, exciting, abundant life. He does want that. He wants us to live as if we were living in Eden. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You feel that way when you're on campus and you see a lot of nihilism? I feel what way? That Well, do you ever feel... Like you have life that's going against the grain, and joy that's going against the grain, peace that's going against yeah. the grain. When I walk around campus, <clears throat> most of the people that pass are like, you know, AirPods, phone, just kind of yeah. dead. I Actually, I don't know if I would say dead. We're like sleeping. Yeah. I don't really know. But yeah, I definitely feel more alive. Yeah. But um, y'all have a thing called the lunch bunch. Mm-hmm. And we old geezers came and visited y'all. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> um, I I felt such life. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us what the lunch bunch is. Uh, the lunch bunch is a group of my friends. It's kind of fluid. It's not really all the same people except for my boyfriend Sandon and like his roommate. Actually, wait, his roommate next year. Everyone else yeah. just kind of goes in and out. And but, this um, is at on campus at the cafeteria. Yes, at the cafeteria with yeah. the terrible food. But um, we just go mostly every day at like 1130 or something. And yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Sometimes it's boring, but I think that's good. Like, you know, something to go every day and meet people that, you know, care about you. And I'll ask about how that exam went or, mm-hmm. I don't know, to feel seen. Yeah. And how did y'all get together in the first place? Uh, it was Reagan, I'm pretty sure. Um, like mostly everything else, Reagan is very good at putting stuff together. Yeah. But um, I think she just started inviting people. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know. 
It just started It just happening. kind of happened. Mm. So this group called the Lunch Bunch was not organized by, you know, a sorority Mm-mm. or a campus organization. There was no sign up for it. It just organically happened. And it's guys and girls, like you mm-hmm. said. And uh, Heather and I and a couple others went and ate lunch with y'all one day. And I thought, this is like a little pond, mm. a little oasis <laughs> in a desert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So full of life. And y'all were talking about things that matter. And you weren't shy. In other words, you weren't quiet, like, embarrassed because there was people all around you know I mean we we had a little cluster of tables but there were uh, lots of students all around us and I just thought it was so cool that y'all had such freedom and and you found each other to just to be relaxed and Mm -hmm. talk about random stuff sometimes it is very philosophical and sometimes it's like do you like Spongebob or, I don't know. <laughs> but, yes, but yeah, I like it. There aren't very many places or people on campus that will talk about things that actually matter. Yeah. So, And, you know, y'all were from all different parts of the country, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all different ways of thinking about God from what I heard in conversations. Mm-hmm. People were at different places. It was wonderful. It yeah. was a real oasis. And I'm sure everybody that comes feels like it's an oasis for them, too. Mm-hmm. But we really sensed that, didn't we? Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was full of life. Yeah, It gave it was. me um, just a lot of encouragement <clears throat> for you and, and for your sister being there. It, it's such a time as this. It's, it's really, uh, um, I mean, I think it's a tough time. Uh, to be college age, mm-hmm. but boy, y'all just found a little sweet spot, and mm-hmm. I'm just so encouraged mm-hmm. by you and Reagan and how y'all have really thrived this year. Found a little niche. Yeah. Whenever mm-hmm. people hear that I go to Alabama, they're like, oh, you go to Alabama. Yeah. I'm sure that's interesting, and I'm like, well, yeah, it is kind of interesting, but we found a little niche. Right. Which is good. It's excellent. Excellent. The message that we have, it needs to be said, and it needs to, 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 to go out. But I was thinking this morning of everything I have to do and the errands that I've got to run. And when I go to Aldi today, I won't be saying anything, but Zoe life will be going out of me as I go down the aisle and pick up everything I've got to get right. and check out and walk to my car and load my groceries. And I don't know how it is, but Zoe life is going to, leap onto the people around me mm-hmm. and Zoe life, those seeds are going to come up in their life. Yeah. And I know that. And I know that's going to happen because I have prayed that. Mm-hmm. And I was praying that this morning. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a word for us only. It is right. for the world that's to right. hear right. and to have Zoe abundant mm-hmm. life as if they're living in Eden. This is for everyone, and I don't know how to talk to people about it, but I do know when I go to run my errands, I can believe and say, Mm -hmm. 
Zoe life come out of me and go yeah. onto these people. And who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But that is on my heart a lot of times. It's very simple. And it sounds passive, but it's not because I am believing the whole time. I agree. I mean, the rivers of living water are supposed to flow from your innermost mm-hmm. being, flow out to the world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. touch people. Mm-hmm. And what? Were you going to say something? I said, I think the same way. Um, when I'm walking around campus, it's kind of silly when I'm doing it, but I like walk around campus. One of my favorite parts is to walk to class and all of that. But as I said earlier, everyone's just kind of asleep and no one really smiles at me. So whenever I pass people, I like to smile at them. And rarely, most of the time, they just kind of avert their eyes and they don't smile back. And I'm like, why? But sometimes people do and I'm like, oh, you know, it's just like whenever I smile at someone, it's just kind of a little butterfly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have this picture of you walking around like a, if I'm looking at a heat map. And it's like a heat sensor. <laughs> you're, you're just, you're the, that red fire, you know, just walking around mm-hmm. campus. And you are emanating the grace of God, the love of God. Oh, I imagine it. I can see the heat map. When I'm walking around, I am really thinking. Like, oh, I love that, Hope. Yeah. I'm going to think about that now. Yeah. I'm going to think about the heat map. <laughs> you walking around. Mm-hmm. And emanating, I like that word, emanating the Zoe life in you. Because oh. you're a citizen of heaven. It's beautiful. And you're representing heaven on earth. You're Jesus to all those people. Mm-hmm. Ambassador. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ambassador for Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, got a goosebumps. Mm-hmm. That is what I think of when I, when I think of you, Hope. I the heat think, map. I do. I mean, I, <laughs> I know love that it. sounds strange, but that that is what I see in my my mind. I see you walking around that campus as a light, as a beautiful light with rays, you know, going out, warming people. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's- um. I want to read a couple of scriptures from Proverbs that speak of life. Uh, Proverbs 3. <clears throat> Blessed are those who find wisdom, who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Now, wisdom First Corinthians one thirty says that Jesus has become our wisdom. So this is wisdom from God. It's not earthly wisdom that uh, Solomon is speaking of right here. He's speaking of wisdom from God. And the, the her part, um, you see that, you know, it kind of sounds like a feminization of it, but it's, it's a subjective thing that that's kind of when a subjective view is given long life is in her right hand in her left hand are riches and honor her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her those who hold her fast will be blessed and that word long life and tree of life uh, 
high, I think is how you pronounce it, means alive, green as of vegetation, flowing, fresh as of water, reviving as of springtime. So life, in, in Ecclesiastes it says wisdom is even better when you have money. Both are of a benefit as you go through life, but wisdom and money can get you almost anything, but only wisdom can give you life, can save your life. Only wisdom can save your life. So I'd rather have Jesus than money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'll give you a practical application of that. So um, we've had some sickness in our family, some kind of long-term sickness with somebody. <clears throat> and we have been to every doctor. We have paid whatever we could to figure out how to get this person well. But we have needed wisdom about mm-hmm. now, but everything's been checked off. We don't know what's going on. But we need wisdom now about what to eat, when to eat, how to sleep, um, who to see next, what medicines to take, what vitamins to take. Mm-hmm. We need wisdom for all that. Money is not going to save the situation now. We've tried it. Right. We need wisdom, right? Exactly. And the Spirit is going to tell us, and He does. He does, and all her mm-hmm. paths are peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's how we're going. Does it feel right to us? Mm-hmm. And we'll try that. And then it changes sometimes. Right. We get an angst or something, and then we'll get a piece about something else. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only saying that that's a practical application that we've experienced in our family. Um, wisdom can save your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think that sometimes this you know life that God has planned mm-hmm. for the person that that you you know you've been praying for and receiving wisdom for it comes daily it's like manna yes like you've been saying a word mm -hmm. every day yeah Mm -hmm. do this today Mm -hmm. don't do that today Mm -hmm. and you operate based on uh, the absence or the presence of peace that's right and it's moment by moment sometimes yeah but all her ways Ways of pleasantness. Mm-hmm. They're all pleasant ways. Mm. I like it. Proverbs 4. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Proverbs 2, 3, 4, all are really good for your age. If I could do, well, I don't know. I've got several things I'd like to do with the younger generations. But, um, oh, and you and you and your sister have it. But to listen to your father's instruction and your mother's teaching, um, to hear the words of wisdom. To honor and respect where it, you know your parents mm-hmm. and where it's coming from, to trust. I think there's been a, a big agenda of the enemy to divide families, to divide parents from their children. But uh, 
The only place you're going to find life is in Jesus and the wisdom that comes from him, Mm -hmm. the wisdom of the righteous, it says in uh, Luke 1, 17. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the rebellious to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people for the Lord. Amen. It's a great time to be alive. It is. Um, let me read one more scripture. Romans four seventeen. Speaking of Abraham, our father in the sight of God. He's the father of our faith. In the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. The Amplified said, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as though they already existed. I think that no matter where we are, whether with our family, whether we're at college, whether we're with students, we have the ability to speak life, to call forth the promises of God, the things that have been foretold. Mm-hmm. And I do it every day. And I, I, I've been at this in this season now for three years. I'm more encouraged today than when I started. You know, Jesus said of, of Lazarus, he said, this sickness is not unto death for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. But we just have to know what God is saying in a situation and speak that. Mm-hmm. That will be life. Abundantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter how long it takes. Mm-hmm. So, mm. I love it. Yeah. Would you pray for us? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Father, you know what was on my heart this morning when I was thinking about Zoe life. I know it's for everybody. I know it's not just for us as we've talked about it. And so I'm asking you, Lord, everyone that hears this, that they would receive Zoe life and be good receivers of it and that you would abundantly pour it into their life. Give them new ideas about how wonderful and loving you are. Expand their horizons, love on their family, and give their family Zoe life too, the life that comes from heaven. I speak a blessing over everyone that's listening. I speak a blessing over their family, abundant Zoe, rapid life, full of energy and zeal, vigor, and new seedlings coming up that you've planted in their lives. In the name of Jesus, who redeemed us and restored us. Amen. I don't usually do this, but I, I feel like I want to read one more scripture. And this has to do with you. Your name, Hope. First mm. Peter 3.15. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. Mm. The reason we have hope, which is a joyful, confident, expectation of good in our future is because we have the life of God on the inside. Mm -hmm. We can see life through those rose-colored glasses, if you want to call it that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, 
and and whatever situation we can feast in the presence of enemies and and then somebody will say why do you have hope in such a dark time and i will say the best is yet to come what are you talking about mm-hmm. jesus will make a way mm-hmm. where there seems to be no way mm-hmm. rivers in the desert mm-hmm. roadway in the wilderness mm-hmm. amen amen a Real View is brought to you by Parousia, a ministry devoted to boldly sharing the gospel of God's grace, freely offered to us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Visit ParousiaMinistries.com for teachings and testimonies, as well as information on how you can order Trisha Gunn's highly acclaimed book, Unveiling Jesus, a verse-by-verse foundation of the message of grace. This show is made possible by the generous financial support of people like you who love this message of grace. Your tax-deductible gift to Parousia is greatly appreciated.